All right, so this video goes shout out to Izzy. This is Izzy's idea. He's been talking about this stuff in Quant all the time. And he thought it'd be a great video to put up for, for everyone because it, it changed his mindset. See, we learn all the time ourselves, you know? And the video is going to be on value, on return, right? Spending money and getting a return. Because what I say to my clients all the time is every dollar that we spend, we should be looking at getting a return on that, that dollar. Okay, that's how we maximize our life. That's how we live our best best and our dream life is getting the maximum return we can from every expense, every spending pattern that we have. But the thing people think that means is just financial return. And it's not, okay? Return, money's just, financial return is just one small piece of return out of everything, okay? And this comes from being conscious with your spending, right? This is where you start to learn and habits and, and we train our clients in their habits and make sure that when they're spending their money, they're conscious to where it's going and it's the best thing that they can spend their money on for the best return at that time. Now, obviously, one part for investing, for saving or anything, that, that is financial and that's, you know, a monetary return. You know, how much income does it bring, how much growth that it has, et cetera, et cetera. But we do enough videos on that stuff, so let's put that aside, okay? When you're looking at financial return, you want to look at the highest return for the lowest risk. That's what we're looking for, okay? But we know that. Let's put that aside. Let's talk about non-financial returns because, to be fair, 90% of the shit you guys will spend your money on has non-financial returns. Obviously, you want to get that up to at least... 50 or 60% or down to at least 50 or 60%. But at the present, it's a lot of that. So what are we talking about here? Well, one of the best tricks to do to try and figure out what I'm talking about here is to pretend you're broke for three to six months, okay? Pretend you're broke. Now, there's two ways you can do this. You can, um, well, there's three ways. You can set your, if you're, you've got some kind of self-control, you can separate your accounts and just, you know, save X amount and just live on as minimal as possible and see how you feel. Otherwise, you can give a pay packet to your parents or to your advisor and they pay you a little wage and, and go from there. But you've got to be really good at tracking that so they don't rip you off. Sometimes a really good exercise to really figure out because you know, what, what you really enjoy spending your money on truthfully because a lot of the time as we go through life, we build these bad habits and things. We just start justifying expenses for the sake of it's just been there before. So we don't know life without it, right? But it doesn't mean we need it. So a nice exercise is to try and pretend you're broke for three to six months. Take a journal, right? Take a journal of every month and, and recoup. Sort of go, okay, you know, what did I miss this month? Jot it down and, and repeat that process. Take for three months. At the end of three months, start including what you, you know, rank what you missed the most and start including them in back slow, slowly back into your plan until you find that perfect balance. Because I guarantee there'll be things that you don't spend your money on that you go, I, I didn't even think about that. You know, that was just a habit. I was just tapping away or whatever. So I've got some items here to sort of give a more realistic discussion to different valuations of things that, um, that cost different amount of money, right? All right, so I grabbed a few things here to, to put together the, have a more realistic feel on, on you know, this spending for value. Um, but yeah, from high range to low range kind of expenses here to sort of discuss the, the feeling, right? So before we get into that, some things that we need to look out for is is true happiness. You know, we need to separate the transaction happiness um, because what happens people forget, and this is why we always say holidays are a really good thing to spend your money on. They're a great return because you get the transaction happiness. You pay for shit over and over again all the way leading up to it, which releases those endorphins of you spending money. Regardless of what it is, that's what happens. You press buy, a little bit of adrenaline goes, releases some hormones, you feel good about yourself for a little bit. But then the delayed gratification kicks in and then you go on the holiday and you experience that all over again with actual real experiences the whole way through until you come back. 
very, very minimal. I, I rarely see people spending money on traveling that when you don't borrow money. So just when you spend it, save and then save and then buy, and then you go and come back. Very rarely people have that buyer's remorse because you're constantly reinforcing this was a good idea with, with a massive amount of return of happiness. Whereas when you buy like shoes or a dress or something small, you get you think you're getting happy because you bought the dress, but you're really just getting that adrenaline pump from the the transaction, right? You know, whoa, it feels good. By the time it turns up, you're like, fuck, what have I done? Right? It's not, you don't get that delayed gratification over and over and over again. So what are we trying to look for here? Well, we want to look for things that generally make us happy, right? Generally add value to our lives. And I've got a few examples here. So let's start, let's start with cars. Okay, cars is a big one. Cars is a big one. A lot of advisors will pinpoint and say, Oh, you know, um, you shouldn't waste money on a good car. Yeah, fuck yourself. Some people really like cars, and that's fine. So I've got here my two cars, my one and a half car. So I've got the new one, yeah? Got the new one, the Mercedes. Um, substantially, substantial amount of money we spent on that. And then we've got the, the other one, which is the Lexus, the old Lexus, right? I love this car, beautiful car. Now, this car, the Lexus is worth a lot less than the Mercedes. But from a value point of view, Take the Mercedes every day of the week. So it's a better spend. The Lexus is older. It costs us a lot more money to keep running. I don't enjoy it when I drive it. I hate filling it up. I hate getting shit fixed on it, right? But I really liked it, right? But I might rather the Mercedes. I'd rather if I had my time to spend 10 grand on the Lexus or 50 grand on the Mercedes, I'd buy the Mercedes every day of the week. I enjoy the drive. You know, it's safer. The value behind it, I have no remorse in spending the money on that. I genuinely enjoy what I've done. So then that's cars, right? So, you know, I, I took into account what I got out of it and the return on the Mercedes was much higher than the return on, on what I would have spent on the Lexus over time, yeah? So let's go to something else, something a little bit more common. Let's say old school headphones versus AirPods, right? So I this is something that I didn't buy. So these are Germans, I've got my Samsung ones, but I didn't buy my AirPods. I got them for free on my upgraded phone. And to be fair, I probably wouldn't have bought them by now either. I bought these for Gemma for her birthday because she's like me, she's tired us. So there's stuff, something that we didn't value and we put it off, put it off, put it off. However, given I, I, I bought these and they're pretty expensive compared to the million sets of these we got, I'd probably do that again, right? Like I'd probably go and I, I think it was a good purchase. You know, we did put it off and off because it wasn't on top of our priority list, but the amount of satisfaction, the amount of value she's gotten out of that um, has added tremendous amount of efficiency to a time she's a bit happier she's got to you know wear them a bit more often calls are easier with bub especially huge value right so weighing that up yeah we'll definitely replace them when we need to and we'll replace them with airpods again we won't buy it we won't you know sometimes you might think i'll just fuck i'll just get use the old ones if they go we'll definitely replace them right that's worthwhile so what else we got you know on that that scene of technology we've got phones right so we've got phones we've got Right, these are my last three phones. Um, I keep them, they just find their way around him. There's another one around here somewhere. But last three phones, right? Now, phones for me, something I don't spend money on. Something that I don't see a value because the more technological the phone is, even running a business, the more time I spend on it, right? So this one, I think this was Gemma's hand-me-down. I had this for ages, right? Still got it, still there, right? Then I upgraded to this one for business because I needed the stylus that came with it at the bottom. I had this one, so this is a Note 5. I didn't upgrade to this until this is the Note 20. Yeah, <laughs> 15 versions difference. I went through three of these. I've replaced this three times for free. I don't find value in phones for me. 
Okay, they don't add enough value to me. Okay, I'll hold on this until it dies, until it's absolutely cactus, and then I'll just get whatever's going at the time. Some people, it does, but a lot of people, they'll just get the new phone because it's a habit. It's a habit to have the new phone. It's an ego thing, right? I figured out very early, you know, there was a period in my life where there was a period in my life where I actually went back to a flip phone, right? Where I actually went, went, to, went to a flip phone because I was sick of the iPhones, right? There's no, and this isn't saying this will try it for everyone, but for me, I, I calculated that, you know, I just was no value and I was wasting time on it. It was taking away from me. It was costing me an arm and leg. So I sit on the same phone for a very long time. It doesn't bother me. And that's something that I've worked into my budget, into my financial system that I understand is a conscious decision. Now, let's get into one's a bit of a switch of Rooney for me, right? Because this was something I used to value heavily and I don't anymore. Still love them, but I don't value them anymore. So I was your classic, your classic Versace man, right? Classic $1,000 sunnies every day of the week. These ones are fresh too. They're broken now, but ooh, right? $1,000 sunnies, classic. I used to reply every time I'd, every time I'd break them, I'd replace them with brand new ones, right? For years and years and years and years and years. Back to back. No issue at all. Until maybe a couple of years ago, that was the last expensive pair of sunnies I bought. I probably got them five years ago. I don't think I bought them. Now, ooh, we pay them up. $10, right? And that's what I rock now. For me, I love sunglasses. So I see some with nice sunnies, I'm like, whoo, they're fresh. But for me, they don't add value to me long enough to justify the purchase. So I won't buy expensive sunnies anymore. Um, maybe one day I might go and get a pair, but I break them too easily. And they're just, they're just, the value's just not there for me. So consciously, that's something I've taken out of my repertoire. Something I would have replaced probably every two, three months back in the day. Now let's switch it up. We'll come back to material things in a minute. Here's another thing, right? Another thing, when you're spending money, something very, so supplements, right? Supplements and vitamins, expensive, eh? Like expensive, but what value do you get? Now, I used to be a massive supplement freak. Massive, bro. I used to spend thousands a month on every supplement. The supplement industry got me good, right? Now, I might spend 100, 200, because what I did was I realized, I started taking shit out, like I'm telling you to do with your budget. I took shit out and started to work stuff back in. Where, what am I feeling the most? What do I need the most? And what helps the most? Now, I, I definitely undertake my minerals, my, my vitamins and my supplements, but I take what I do take is the stuff that I know that I, I enjoy and the stuff that I actually feel different when I get value out of. So like my vitamin C, my vitamin D, my magnesium, have my protein powder, maybe some creatine every now and then. Uh, no BCAs anymore. Um, and then I have some other like my fish oils and that as well, right? So I, I worked into there now what what actually works for me and what's valuable. Again, from a spending point of view that I get happiness and value out of, not just because it's there, because it's a habit, I've got to have all these saps or, or whatever. And then same for your food, same for your health. Don't buy shit that, that doesn't actually fulfill you or make you happy. And fulfilling doesn't just mean make you happy. You know? like Some people don't like to eat vegetables, but you know you're going to buy vegetables because they're good for you and you need them to sustain. Same thing, we've got to balance with our money as well. Then we've got things like this, right? Like our, our what's this? The um, in body, right? So like an in body or a, um, what's the other one called? The scan, you know, the, the body scan, stuff like that. Like they're expensive, right? But we spend money on them because we know the value behind them is simply, you know, I get a better understanding of where I'm at and then what I can do. So all these little things, right? All these little things that we spend our money on, you need to look at from a value perspective. How am I getting a return? Okay, what's the return on these? It's not financial, but is it making me happy? Is it improving my life? Yeah. Coffee's a big one. Is that $5 coffee three times a day, is it really adding more value to you than making the coffee at home worth that $5 a day? Maybe you can dial it down to one a day. Maybe you can dial it down to two a week, right? 
and still get that overall, oh, I'm glad I had that coffee. Because with coffee especially and alcohol or drink, the the benefit or the feeling you get isn't actually that you, you've now, you've done it so often that you've now lost the happiness of having a coffee out. Now it's just coffee. Coffee is coffee because you're addicted to coffee, right? So could you dull it down and have more coffees at home for that feeling and then have one a week where you go out and go and bring back the happiness of, oh, I really enjoy it. You know, make it more worthwhile. I really enjoy that, that one coffee I have out a week. But if you do it three times a day, you lose that feeling, right? It's not as... It doesn't have happiness anymore. Now you're just a coffee addict and all you're doing is getting coffee for the sake of getting coffee, right? What else we got? We've got books, right? Books are a great, great investment uh, that are non-monetary. They can become monetary, obviously, but we've got two types here, right? So we've got the good old Harry Potter. I haven't read that in a while. I've been watching the movies. But then we've got my business analysis, valuation, business analysis and valuation um, master's book, right? So... People, a lot of people say don't waste your money on fiction, don't want, you know, buy this. And some people can't read business books and they want to read fiction. It doesn't matter what it is, right? This is what I'm saying. Get in touch with yourself as a human being, as a person, and find out what actually makes you happy. If you buy this shit, right? You buy this shit and you fucking hate reading it and you never turn it into a monetary value or a business value, it doesn't actually make you any more, then what's the point? What a waste. Don't worry about that. If you read by this and you read it over and over again, it brings you tremendous happiness. It makes you calm, helps you fall asleep, whatever. That's value, right? And then vice versa, you read this shit and you get bored, right? Just to try and take your mind off, you get bored. But this shit makes you froth and, you know, helps you increase revenue, increase business, whatever. And that's a great vote. It's not about what is the right answer. It's about you getting in touch with yourself and thinking, thinking for yourself in the way of, okay, what's going to bring me the most return for what I want to do, Okay. Now, a couple more and get to a bit more materialistic stuff here now. Like I did the start, I'll bring it back. So watches, watches are something for me that are, I love. Right? I fucking love watches. But not about price and value, right? So we've got two very different price pointed watches here. These are my two favorite watches in my collection, right? Two very, very different price points. Both as valuable to me as each one, yeah? So this one, obviously a lot more. This one, cheap little Jag watch, but I just, I love it, right? I don't know why, I just love it. But buying this, super expensive. Buying this, you think, how do you get the value out of it? This has got more meaning to it in different terms than just how much it's worth and what it is, right? It, it's a, an achievement, an accomplishment. It feels good. It, it brings all these different things, right? It's a bit of an asset, I guess. This one... You can buy hundreds of these for one of those. Um, I love it just as much. It's a beautiful watch. I love the look of it. I wore it for my wedding. And my wife bought it for me. And I just really like it, right? And it's probably, arguably, it's probably a bit more, like, it's more valuable to me than that one um, in the way of how much it costs us, what it brings to me. But when, you, when I spent my money, right, when I spent my money on either one of these, that was the same conversation I had with me. Regardless of the price point, I had the same conversation about what it was going to bring me. And on both times, I've never regretted either, either one of those. Okay. All right, last one. Big, big point. Engagement and wedding rings. All right, so that's my wedding ring and Gemma's wedding and engagement ring. All right. And then I got my everyday one there. Now, this is a big, this is something this that would help with as well is understanding. Some people will go into 
when they're looking at stuff like wedding rings and, and engagement rings and just not really understand. I didn't. I didn't understand at all. What I had to do was, because I'm not a very jewelry person, I'm not a very sentimental person either. So Gemma gave me a price point, she said, no, you're going to spend a couple of grand, spend any more, I'll be filthy. And I went to this jeweler, Parker Diamonds. If anyone's looking for an engagement ring, go hit up Michael Parker from Parker Diamonds, the best, absolute Mickey. And I said, bro, I got him referred from a friend. I said, bro, I want a ring. Here's how much I'm willing to spend, here's what I want. And he just laughed and was like, bro, you're not going to get anything for that, right? That's trash. I said, look, just educate me. And did he educate me, explain to me, and show me the value, right? Show me the value. He said, look, what do you want? I said, I want one, at least a carrot. You know, I want it to be Tiffany. I want it to look rah, rah, rah. I want it to look Mickey Mouse. I want it to be on platinum. And he said, right, how much are you going to spend? I said, I don't know. So you tell me. And he said, right, between 10 and 20 grand, I can get you this, 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 bro, right? So he picked a price point and I sat down and I thought about it to myself. I thought, well, hang on, let's justify this for a second properly. You know, I don't want to get a ring that bump forever, you know, it's, it's crushed my savings. But I want it to mean a lot to her. And yeah, you know, like diamonds are an over commodity, an overvalued commodity and they, you know, there's very different things in the, that you can argue about them, which I understand from an ethical and a sustainable point of view. But I thought Gemma wanted a diamond. She wanted this certain ring. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to be married to for the rest of my life, I'm going to be married for at least 40 years, 50 years, the value of that ring year by year, if I say it's a premium, is going to be next to nothing. You can definitely, definitely afford it. To resume what I was saying about the rings, um, yeah, you gotta you got to look at it from a value point of view across how long you're going to get benefit out of that thing, right? Much like you would an investment, right? You're going to invest in something financial. You want to know what your return is going to be, not just one year or two, but every year you hold that investment. It's the same thing, watches, cars, phones, supplements, everything, right? Like what's the return coming out of it? I guess... Um, I guess something else, you know, we talk about like, like your Spotify's, your YouTube, all those premium subscriptions, TV subscriptions, Netflix, Stan, et cetera. They're big ones, you know, they're only little amounts, but how much of a return are you getting having all of those and compared to if you just have one, you know, Foxtel's a big one, Foxtel's sort of dying out. Um, when we've got KO and all that stuff, can you build the same happiness with, with a lower price? So the whole idea of the video is just to sort of run you through and give you a bit of a few thought points to think, hey, Every time I spend my money, what return am I getting on this? Let's treat every spending piece that we do, every expense as an investment. And are you getting a return that's worth that investment? Yeah. Am I getting true fulfillment and happiness from it? If not, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. See what happens if you cut it out. See how you feel. Alcohol, drugs, they're classic ones as well. You know, like if you're not sure if you're actually enjoying it anymore, just stop them. Stop them, see what happens. And if you, if you can't stop them, you've got another problem. But if you can, stop them, see how you feel. Gym, if you've stopped going to the gym or stopped training and exercising, start start doing it again. See what return you get out of that, you know? And don't go six days a week if that's burning you out. Try three days a week, you know, whatever. Like everything you do, spend your time and money on, think of it as an investment and consider what return you're getting and make sure you weigh that up. All right, that's all I want to talk about. Um, I'm off, peace out. If you've got any questions, drop us a line.